Hello and welcome to Keeping It Real, where we're going to dive into the mysterious world of plastic surgery. My name's Alex and each episode I'm sitting down with the respected surgeons Dr Richard Bloom and Dr Kim Taylor from Replastic Surgery and we're going to ask all the hard questions that you want the answers to. Moist and not coming in saying I want to look like Posh Spice or Pamela Anderson. And so it can be quite life-changing for them and Um, We see improvements in their self-esteem, their confidence. If someone's had good work done, then no, I don't don't believe it is obvious. If you're having a breast augmentation, you know, you don't want to be going to the plastic surgeon who does road trauma. Every mum knows that after you have a child or two or more, um, that your body is never quite the same afterwards. Today, we've got a personal story of a young mum called Paige. Paige has had two children, but at the age of 26, found herself tipping the scales at over 130 kilos. She decided to not continue down that journey and instead went on an amazing transformation. Now, she weighs just over 70 kilos and she's recently just had plastic surgery in order to get rid of all the excess skin and bring her body back to the way it was before the births. It really is quite an amazing journey. Paige, welcome. Thank you for joining us. And Kim, um, her surgeon, is joining us today as well. Hi. Hi, Alex. Now, Paige, yours is a story which is pretty interesting. You're a mum. You've been on the weight loss journey for a little while now. But let's just go back right to the beginning and talk about when you first started struggling in terms of the weight issue. I think as a child, I always struggled with it. I grew up in a household where nutrition wasn't really talked about too much. Um, my family just didn't really understand. So in turn, I didn't get to learn about that. And then when I met my husband, um, I want to call it the happy weight. Like the happy fact, you know, when you enter that new relationship, it all starts and you all go out all the time. And um, that's when it first started. And then we had our eldest, um, he's six now. And then I got diagnosed with um, postnatal depression. So then the weight stacked on then. And because my husband was working afternoon shift, I had no one really here in the night. And then I would get sad and then I would start eating. And then it was just like a vicious cycle that wasn't stopping. So before too long, um, I got Mother's Day photos done with my son. And then I got the pictures back and I cried because not of how good they turned. He looked beautiful, so beautiful. It was me that was the problem. Um, I didn't realize how big I had gotten. So then I decided to start my weight loss journey. So I started at 130 kilos. And how did you begin? Was it just walking around the block Um, or did you do something more? Oh, I had a friend at the time who was into uh, a lifestyle that was becoming popular, um, keto. So I started that and I lost majority of my weight on that. And then I fell pregnant with my youngest. So then I had to stop that and just let the pregnancy roll. And then after he was born, I went into like a healthy, flexible dieting type of idea instead of back to that restrictiveness because I couldn't do that anymore. It's just too hard. And so after the second pregnancy, when did you start thinking that A, fitness was something that you definitely needed to get into and B, when was plastic surgery brought onto the radar? So plastic surgery, I actually thought about before I got pregnant again um, because there's a big age gap between my two. So, But then my husband and I sat down and we both agreed that before I got plastic surgery, maybe another baby 
you know, could be on the cards and we could, and then we fell pregnant and it just worked out that way. Um, so then after he was born, I started researching and getting into all the pages on Facebook and then, um, Kim's name kept popping up quite regularly. And then re-plastic surgery, the actual office popped up. So then I looked onto the website and did all that fun stuff. That's quite interesting that Kim popped up first. Was this just people saying that they had been to her for similar surgeries and that she was very helpful? Yeah, there was, there was one lady who posted, I think it was last year, and she had just gotten her tummy tucked done with Kim. And I couldn't believe how different and amazing that she looked. So that's when I started looking into Kim a lot more. And when Paige came to see you, Kim, was she presenting pretty similar to what most patients are that have struggled a little bit with their weight? Uh, I would say yes, but um, no no two patients are ever the same. Um, and everyone has a completely different story and journey. Um, I think the amazing thing about Paige is that she's she's really young and she's lived like quite a few lifetimes, I kind of think, already. Um, and uh, I don't know if it's okay to say how old you are, Paige, but... Oh, of course, I'm 26. Yeah, so she's 26 and got a six-year-old and a one-year-old um, and has had this, you know, weight on, weight off, weight on a bit and then weight off again. She's done all on her own um, getting that weight off, which is like, you know, a massive achievement to lose 60 kilos. Um a lot of patients that I would see that have lost that amount of weight have often had bariatric surgery or weight loss surgery to get to that point. So um, generally these days that's um, a gastric sleeve or you know what used to be called stomach stapling, that type of thing. But you know there are there are certainly um, people out there that have that have done that you know by pure determination alone as well and you still need to have that determination if you've had the surgery too and I, I'm pretty sure that when I first met Paige she was still actually breastfeeding her, her second child as well so was kind of not quite ready for surgery um, at that point and was obviously getting information and, and planning the future and where to and I also think I don't I don't have the numbers in front of me but you went on to lose a bit more weight too after I saw you the first time. Yes, so when I saw you the first time, I believe I was 79 kilos and then I think on surgery day I was 72 kilos. And with surgery, we easily got it under 70 <laughs> with removing over two, over two kilos of skin. Well, let's talk about what surgeries did Paige get, Kim. Um, so she had a lower body lift. Um, which there's there's a few terms for that, but that's probably the most common one that's going around at the moment. So LBL or lower body lift, um, also called circumferential abdominoplasty or a belt lipectomy, which is a kind of weird term for it, but th- those are terms that go around for that. So basically that's a um, what that is is a tummy tuck that goes all the way around to the back. So it, it's a 360-degree scar in the lower part of the um, tummy. And the reason to do that is usually in patients that have lost significant amounts of weight and have not just the loose skin on their tummy and the front part of their bodies, but also a lot over their hips um, and then a variable amount sort of of above their um, bottom and at their lower uh, at the lower back as well. Uh, Paige also had a uh, breast lift at the same time. So when I first saw her, the discussion was really around having a breast reduction 
But by the time she had stopped breastfeeding and lost a bit more weight, then pretty much everything had disappeared. So she had, for someone her age, had pretty uh, low sitting and very empty breasts. So essentially removed a lot of skin and lifted all that's left behind up above uh, the level of her fold. So she's got perky boobs now. So Paige, Kim mentioned before that you were actually still breastfeeding when you were coming in for consultations and that you were quite keen to get the surgery done. What is like going through the recovery when you have effectively a really, really young child? Is it difficult or is it very doable? Um, I would say it's been in between. Um, even with my six year old, he doesn't he understands kind of about what happens, but he still gets emotional because I can't play the way he wants me to come play with him and hug him the way he wants me to hug him. And same with the one year old. He he's he was gentle. Um I was very surprised when I saw him for the first time he was quite gentle. I think he was a bit like standoffish. But even now he gets a little bit upset at me if I don't pick him up or, you know, if I don't get to him quick enough and he's calling out my name. So it's been one of those yeah, things where you feel a bit guilty that you can't go to your children when they want you to. Mm. We've actually talked about this previously where a lot of mums do say that they feel this mum guilt, but that they say they know it's for a short period of time, so it's short-term pain for long-term gain. Oh, exactly right. Exactly right. Well, we've heard before that you're still very much in the early days, but have you got a lot of bruising or scarring? Where are you kind of at? So I have at the moment a nice big bruise on my right breast because Kim had to drain some blood out from there. Um, I think it was about a week and a half ago. So now it's just a big bruise. Uh, But everywhere else is pretty no bruising, no nothing like that. The scars are healing really great. I had to change my tapes the other night and that sucked very much. (laughs) It's just a long process. Is that a common complaint, Kim? <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, we. That's why we generally do the first two dressing changes here in the rooms because the the first one is probably the worst. The tapes from the from theatre. You know, I usually make the comment that we offer. A, you know, it's a free waxing service that you get at the same time. So, <laughs> not the most pleasant thing to have done. And Paige. How important is it having someone around to help you in these early days, especially if you've got little ones to look after? Very, very important. If I didn't have my husband, I honestly don't know what I would have done. He's been helping not only with like the kids but the house and trying to keep it running. And then me, he's been rotating my ice packs out for me and setting me up in bed and making sure I've got all my pillows ready to go and my shoes on and like, making sure I'm fine as well as kids. So, yeah, if I didn't have him, I don't know what I would have And in terms of getting the actual surgery, would you recommend other women that have had the same experience as you where they've had extreme weight loss and have side effects that can't be affixed with diet and exercise, would you recommend this as a way to go? Oh, for sure. I don't regret any of this for one second. It's been hard and there's been a few tears here and there, but... At the end of the day, I'm 110%. Yeah, this is exactly right. What are some of the emotions? You said tears there. What What do you go through when you go through this process, not just during the recovery? So I would say the lead up about a week before I had surgery, I, I call it I broke. I just started having little problems and little tears. I'm like, should I do this? And is this the right decision? And all that type of stuff. And then on the day of, I was weirdly calm. Like I didn't have any problems and I thought I was going to have way more issues. Um, and then afterwards, I woke up in hospital 
I was fine until I got on the phone with my kids. And then I had a few tears and, you know, the whole I miss them and they miss me type of thing. And then recently the only tears that I'm really crying over, yeah, the tapes, because that sucks. And the swelling. <laughs> Swelling's probably the hardest part at the moment. Yeah. And so, Kim, when can Paige expect to start all the, all the swelling to go down and for her to start seeing what she's really going to look like now? It, it's super variable and swelling is, is something that is unbelievably annoying for patients because they often can wake up in the morning and be like, oh, wow, you know, I can see my shape and it looks good. And then as soon as they start moving around, um, it can just flare up a little bit more. But generally by the sort of six-week mark, the worst of that is settling down. But there's only patients that that tell us three months, six months that say they get back to doing exercise or they do something a big day that – you know, they hadn't really done before. And then it's kind of like in the evening, they're like, oh my God. And, you know, patients have certainly nicknamed it swell hell, which I, I think, you know, Paige can obviously explain what that feels like a bit more than I can. But I could imagine how, you know, it's sort of probably like a, almost like a tight pregnant kind of feeling again, but the skin's been pulled so tight. It's a bit miserable. What is the thing, Paige, that you're most looking forward to seeing is it your stomach is it the skin loss or is it the breast area what do you want to see um well I'm getting to experience all those fun things now like when I look in the mirror I'm quite even though I'm swollen it's still better than what I had before and I'm still really happy with it even you know yeah during the swelling I tried on bikinis the other day which I've never worn a bikini ever so that was a new experience and I already loved it so I can't wait to see what I'll look like you know in January, February, when I'm a awesome. bit more. So you're yes. three weeks in and you're already trying on bikinis. Yeah, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I think Kim Kim has said before that bikini shopping is one of the most exciting things for patients after they have the surgery. Isn't that the case, Kim? Yeah, well, like I see a lot of people that will say, and I'll say, like, we'll make your scar low or, you know, breast reduction scars, they'll be hidden by underwear or bikinis and so many patients say, oh, I never want a bikini. That's not my goal. I don't want to be doing that. And I was like, okay, well, let's just, let's see. And, um, you know, and that is so awesome that it, at three weeks, Paige is actually, you know, trying something on like that where and can see the, the differences. So, yeah, it makes me really happy that that, that outcome is achievable and you, you can see it at such early days as well. Whilst, whilst there's still a long way to go, um, it, it, is, it is type of surgery that it has instant results um, whilst there's still a lot of healing and a lot of things to get through. It's not like it's completely hidden early on and you're kind of thinking, oh, my goodness, what have I done this for? Like, you know, you can't actually see where you're going to get to from pretty early on. And Paige, you actually have a Instagram page where you've documented your entire health journey from when you were dieting um, and exercising and getting through weight loss. Obviously, the keto diet was a big part of that. But when you get to the surgery, it was really quite open in terms of the photos that you're putting up in terms of recovery, what you look like right afterwards with tubes hanging out everywhere. How come you chose to be so open with people about what the journey is really like? I think 
It's mainly because when I was doing the research on it and trying to find pictures or, I don't know, videos or anything, I couldn't find much. And I just wanted to be, I don't know, as open as possible and I didn't really care. I think I wanted to make it more normal to talk about, normal for plastic surgery to be a normal conversation, you know? And I would say that the photos are very real in some cases. Graphic, they're very, they don't definitely don't hide the process. <laughs> Today, today's a, a good. So, if you've got a strong, strong stomach, which Paige now does, uh, you can um, have a look at those videos. Why don't you give us a little bit of a teaser about what's in them, Kim? So, another patient described it as um, she, her husband was actually showing the photo. No, she was showing the photos to friends, and her husband said, "Can you stop showing people pictures of you with your skin off?" So, that's the first hint that the the tummy, so we remove a whole lot of extra skin from the stomach, but um, then the rest of the skin that's been left behind is lifted up off the muscles. So it's sort of, for want of a better word, peeled back, and then it exposes the six-pack muscles, which we all have um, under variable amounts of layers over the top. So it exposes those, and particularly women that have either been very, very overweight and lost a lot of weight where that fat was intra-abdominal or if they'd had pregnancies, then almost certainly the muscles are being stretched and there's a gap between the six-pack muscles in the middle. And that's a key component. Um, that's a key component of tummy tuck and body lift um, type of surgery is actually repairing and tightening those muscles. Um, and so the first video is where... Um, you can see the muscles and I'm sort of pressing on it and showing how loose and lax they are. And then the second video is once I've stitched that up and how tight um, how tight they look and how, um, you know, extremely slimmer tummy looks. And Paige, how do you feel watching these videos? Do you, does it feel like that's you or, or are you having an out-of-body experience? Yeah, the first time I saw it, I was kind of a bit like, whoa, that's like, me, but like ill, not ill, <laughs> ill, but oh, that's kind of weird and gross and cool. And then I kept watching it and watching it, and I was like, yeah, so yeah, I loved it. And have you had much feedback from people that are thinking about doing similar surgery? Are they actually watching these videos and finding them quite useful and educational? Oh, yeah, I've had a lot of people, yeah, say that they, you know, I had a few women message me saying that um, they're glad that I've put photos out there and that they're real and they're not fake, and you know they're making the decision to go ahead with their own journey and I find that really like heartwarming that I've made you know a little impact in their journey to go ahead with it so yeah feels good it's it's actually such an incredible incredible thing to see from my perspective of um patients like Paige that are sharing their journey because I can remember back oh like not even that long ago like five years and more um but we there was no real social media stories of the journey that patients are going through for this and breast reduction and all types of surgeries that we do. And so I would sometimes have a consultation and a patient would be like, look, you know, I understand what you're telling me, but do you have a, a patient that I can talk to that is 
been through this sort of thing and get get their perspective and then it would be this really difficult thing for us to be like oh who who would be a good patient and then we have to ring them up and say hey look you, you know you've had your surgery a year ago and do you mind if we get someone random to ring you up and talk about the same sort of thing and now there's so many forums and private forums and groups, um, particularly on Facebook and a lot of people on Instagram as well that are sharing their whole journey and creating communities around this open discussion. And it's not in any way about forcing people into having surgery or doing dodgy advertising or anything like that. It's, it's so much about information and I think empowering patients and women to, yeah, they read pages um, journey and look at that and then relate to it rather than, you know, necessarily even just looking at my website and going, oh, well, you know, well, maybe, but that's, is that for me or is it not? So it's so much more relatable. And Paige, when you were doing research, did you find that or that although there was lots of people talking about stuff, it was the communities that were willing to be open that you learned most from? Yeah. Um, in the Tommy Tap groups and stuff like that, people were willing to share so much and it's really an eye-opener you know to gain all that information but then again you can have all the information and think that you're prepared but then you have the surgery and you're like oh it's a little bit different than I thought (laughs) well what's something that you I guess didn't expect on the journey was there anything that popped up that necessarily wasn't good or bad but it wasn't something that you had considered more mentally more mentally draining than I thought it was going to be um yeah having those mentally draining days with my kids and you know they're upset so then it makes me more upset it's more in that realm the recovery itself has been good the muscle repair though does suck and I haven't sneezed yet because I'm not going to be in um (laughs) so but yeah I would say yeah more mentally than physically Do you think that's something that gets easier every day as you get better? Yeah, every day, every yeah, every day is better than the last one. And I'm guessing that you that now it's done, the the new you is there, and it's onwards and upwards from here, is it? Oh, definitely onwards and upwards. I'm not going back. (laughs) I'm not going back. (laughs) (laughs) Paige, having been through the journey yourself and documenting it to pass on the knowledge to other people. What are some of the tips that you have for someone that is looking at following your lead? Do your research. Lots and lots and lots of research. And when you think you've done enough, do more. Um, really look at the surgeons and look at their before and afters. And, yeah, go on to groups that you can find or pages or anywhere that you can find a real person to talk to about it and ask them questions. And don't be scared that the question's too out there. You know, if they're re- people were willing to give you the information. Be prepared. So pillows and ice packs will be your best friend. So they're the main things that you'll need and a good support person. Perfect. I'm a little bit interested in the pillows. Is that just for support while you're in bed, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah, there's like nine pillows in my bed right now. Because it's necessary because of the to stitch close the tummy tuck part of the operation because there's a lot of skin that's being removed. Um, patients get bent in half essentially. So yeah. Um, hips are bent so they can't lie or stand straight initially for the first few weeks so to be propped up and um, have lots and lots of pillows for support in bed is uh, a magical thing 
Right, well, look, anyone that would love to see how Paige is going leading up to this podcast as well as after, um, Paige is documenting the entire journey. It's at Paige's underscore health journey, which really is quite inspiring, going from 130 plus kilos down to 72 kilos. Is that where you're at now, Paige? Yeah, I, I haven't weighed myself since surgery, so. Yeah, it's really quite amazing. It shows a it shows an amazing transformation, and the shots of the recovery are really informative and something that you just don't see very much. So, thank you very much for joining us today, Paige, to tell us all about your journey. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks, Alex, and thanks, Paige, for being super superstar patient. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Keeping It Real. To keep up with our next episodes, go and subscribe on Spotify or iTunes or wherever it is that you get your podcast. If you have further questions or want to take the next step, visit www.replasticsurgery.com.au or follow Re on social media.